backstage passes, and zero to 60 in a super stretch limo? Yeah, that's just how we roll. You're listening to the Mousecapades Radio Network. Mousecapades listeners, this is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie and two of our colleagues from the Your Story Travel Company, Chris and Brandy. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 710, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Today, we'll be bringing you all the latest Disney rumors and news to help your week be a bit more magical. The Mousecapades podcast is a part of the Your Story Travel Company. If you're looking to book a trip, one of us would be glad to help. You could text us. We've got Chris, Brandy, Vicki, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-395-0544 or email us at yourstorytravel.com and we'd be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package, so contact one of us today. So probably one of the most exciting things that came out of Disney this week, or at least that's what Stephanie and I think, is the character meet and greets are returning to Disney World, Disneyland, Alani, and to the Disney cruise ships. Um, I'm so excited. I know. I know Steph would be, I knew Steph would be so, so excited. Well, the other day I heard her say, I think I need to plan a third Disney trip for this year. Uh (laughs) Um, But she loves her meet and greets and I don't blame her. I love them too. Um, but this is like back to pre-pandemic so we can't wait we're hoping that you know that means that the kids get to hug according to it and they get to get autographs thank you thank you to disney for listening to us i feel like they're listening to us more and more and granting our special wishes and that was one of them now on friday if you guys didn't see this which i think all of you probably did because gina posted it or no it was paula it was paula posted that uh, character meet and greets would now be $10 for hugs, $5 yeah. for two autographs, and $2 per picture. And that was a terrible, horrible April Fool's joke. Because if you didn't read the whole article, you went mm-hmm. into a craze. Uh, and honestly, it was posted by Chip and Company. That was not a wise choice. Because honestly, with all the price increases and everything that had been going on, I think that's why we bought into it so quickly. Yeah, nobody batted an eye. Everybody's like, are you serious again? Yeah, and Chip and Company does post real news about this. Right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I can't remember what the April Fool's joke was last year, but there was one, and not by them, by somebody else. Mm-hmm. So I should always be ready for that, but shoo, I'm glad that was not true. For real. It just seemed like something Disney would do. I know. Um, yeah. But for anybody who didn't read to the bottom, like Vicky said, it was fake. That was, that was just a joke. Hugs are back and they're free. Yes. So get all of those Mickey hugs that you need and make your heart happy. So excited for that. Um, so also, we had some more big and exciting news for this past week. Disney's All-Star Sports Resort reopened for the first time since March of 2020. And of course, we know what that means, right? That means that all, I repeat, all of the Disney World resorts are now open once again. Finally! 
here we are, April 2022. <laughs> no kidding. And that's just now happening. <laughs> wow, that's hard to believe. Like it's been two years. So cast members were super excited to greet the guests back to this resort. Each check-in spot had a group of colorful balloons to celebrate the reopening. The All-Star Sports Food Court is also almost completely up and running, but there is one small section that's still covered. The lifeguards were on duty, which means that the pools are ready for guests as well. Guests even saw the A-frame of activities and events available at Disney's All-Star Sports. We would love to help you book a magical vacation at All-Star Sports. So go ahead and let us know if we can plan one for you. I've already planned one since it reopened. Cool. Nice. So today is the day, April 6th, that tickets are on sale for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Check out the trailer for this exciting next adventure in Marvel. Features Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange, Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda Maximoff, Benedict Wong as Wong, and Sochil Gomez as America Chavez. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is set to hit the theaters on Friday, May 6th. Who's anxious for this movie? I know I am. I really love the first Doctor Strange. Um, yeah. Um, I had to watch it before I saw the first um, Avengers Age of Ultron because I was like, okay, I need to understand like what's going on. I read the list of all the movies you had to see <laughs> to understand right. this movie. I really liked it. Um, I know it's not like everybody's favorite Marvel character. It's not as popular as other ones, but I love his cape. I, I think the cape is hilarious. Like, I, I don't know. It's He's funny. So you did like the movie? I haven't I seen did. any of the Doctor Strange stuff. It's oh, kind yes. Of, if you watch the original one, it's easier to, like, get into. Because they go through the, his... He's like every Marvel character where he has, like, he was... I mean, other than, like, Thor. But he's, like, one of the guys... He was a regular guy. And then, mm -hmm. you know, something happens to him. And, you know, he's kind of like Spider-Man in that way. Like, something happens to him, and then he gets kind of thrust into this whole thing that he doesn't even get. And he's a real doctor. Like, he's a medical doctor. Like, that's why he's Dr. Mm -hmm. Strange. That's his real name. And he's like a scientist going, this is not, no. Like, y'all are nuts. Like, whatever. But and it, And then he dives into this whole thing, and it's got some really funny moments in it. And it's, it's really cool to... Um, cinematography I think is really cool and it has a lot of fun special effects the whole little round thing with his hands and yeah yeah, yeah I've watched it too it was good but I told you Joey's ma Joey made us watch all of them so that we could watch the next one of the series and we're we still have a couple more we have to do before we get to watch something else I I can hardly keep up anymore but he's like so you many have to watch this. I know and he's like you yeah. have to watch this to watch this and you have to watch this to watch this so you have to watch WandaVision to get this, and then you have to watch this show to watch this show. I did watch WandaVision. I really liked WandaVision, and I really and I really liked Loki as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think in just one of the pictures, I was like, wait, Abby, I'm telling my daughter, I'm like, who is that? She's like, that's Wanda, Mom. And I'm like, I don't have time for this. <laughs> <laughs> that one's short enough, though. Like, I think they go pretty quickly. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll add it to the list. <laughs> um, well... 
Walt Disney Imagineer Alex Lee recently sat down with Gizmodo and talked all about Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, our favorite new thing to discuss at Disney as far as the astronomical cost of new experiences (laughs) in the Disney world. But in this interview, Lee mentioned how Imagineers want to eventually incorporate Star Wars holidays into the immersive storytelling aboard the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. The Star Cruiser Voyage are evolving as more guests get to experience the attraction. Alex Lee goes on to talk about how guests are wanting to come back for another experience. Although the cost makes this a challenge, you think? Who are these people and where do they work? <laughs> and how can I can they join you? them? <laughs> Lee was brought onto this project because of his skills to make a production like this work, including knowing how to create spaces for the story, story to flow on board. This is interesting because we were talking about how Disney was going to carry this board for years to come. Hopefully, Lee will be able to figure out how to make the Star Cruiser adventures continue to be as exciting for first-time guests as well as guests returning for another adventure. And while you're at it, maybe bring the price down so we don't have to hit the lottery to experience this. Were you on when we were talking about that? Because we were saying at some point they're going to have to bring it down just because there's not a large percentage of people that will want to go and do this same thing again. Even if they change it up a little bit, they'll have to make sure that you sign up for the cruise that's the second part or the cruise that's the third part. You know what I mean? Like they're going to have to do something. It's a really cool concept. Like I feel like I feel like the whole idea of it is kind of like everything maybe even Walt would have wanted you to ever experience, you know, completely not being in reality or completely being in a fantasy world even if it's a science fiction fantasy yeah all immersive the hardcore star wars people i mean i don't know how many hardcore star wars people have this much money though that would keep going back to do it i mean it's kind of a one and done like yeah one and done yeah so hopefully they do like they said come up with more versions of it and and maybe it will be like a even though it's like a three-day experience, maybe it will be like an actual like cruise voyage where, you know, this is the um, high seas pirate adventure. This is the, um, you know, Avengers. This is the Halloween, you know, maybe it'll be something like that. I'm sure they can do something. They spend a lot of money. They got to do something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Seriously, Hollywood Studios is playing, at least with my emotions. I don't know if anybody else is invested in this as I am. Phantasmic is my favorite nighttime show. I know I've Me said too. that a million times over, and they got us all excited at the beginning of the year and told us it was coming back. Then, like a month later, I guess that was January, a month later, they filled the moat and the refurbished boat was back in there. And this week, the moat drained. What is going on, people? <laughs> it better be back up by September is all or October. I won't go there in September, but I am going there in October. So it better be up. I'm giving you threats. It needs to be up so I can see this show. I miss that show more than any other show. And I know that's crazy for some people, especially if you've never seen it. But I just need Disney to hear me. They're teasing you right now. Yeah, I'm like, you heard me about the meet and greets. Let's go. We need this. And this uh, new show, if you haven't heard, is going to have Moana Frozen and Aladdin sequences in it. I heard rumor, but I don't know if confirmed, that they have removed Pocahontas. Pretty sure. Hmm. To go with that fifth key inclusion. So it's not portraying Native Americans in a bad way. So, 
we've been asking for a date for Guardians of the Galaxy. We have one! Um, Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be open um, at Epcot on May 27th. So we've been asking, are we going to be able to ride it on that um, homecoming trip that we're taking in October? And the answer is yes, we for sure will. It's one of this, they've been saying summer. And we've been waiting and waiting and hoping that they weren't meaning summer like September. August 31st. <laughs> yeah, like, come on, guys. Um, but May 27th is when this one will officially be open. And some really exciting news is that if you are an annual pass holder or a vacation club Here's member, one of your perks, you have the opportunity to preview Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind prior to the ride opening. Now, the dates haven't been announced for those annual pass holders or for D- Disney Vacation Club members. Um, but if you have an annual pass or you are a DVC member, you should start checking your emails and making sure that you didn't get an invite to this because that's something you would definitely want to jump on. Definitely a perk. So, and and Kanto experiences are coming to Disneyland Resort, but for a limited time beginning next Monday, April 11th, the iconic facade of It's a Small World becomes enchanted several times each evening with a brief visual montage that pays tribute to the movie hit song we don't talk about Bruno. No. no, no, no. <laughs> now it's stuck in your head. Yeah, thank you. The musical delight comes to life through projection and lighting effects and an artistic style inspired by the lyrics. With select moments that feature characters from the film during the day, you can also visit Maribel, the young hero from the film, at Frontierland's Zocalo Park in a colorful photo location that pays homage the magical family from Columbia. Coming April 22nd, Main Street Electrical Parade returns to Disney Park and celebrates its 50th anniversary with a spectacular new grand finale float that brings together stylized scenes from more than a dozen Disney and Pixar stories, including Encanto. Sparking lights depict the Castita magical butterflies and miracle candle from the film. With Mirabelle and her cousin, Antonio, represented as animated dolls atop their section of the float. Okay, I just have to say, California, I'm super, super jealous. I love Main Street Electrical Parade. That's pretty awesome for the Disneyland people, because you got to think it took so much longer for their park to open back up, too. Yeah. I know, but how 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 nice do I need to be? Because they're getting a lot of stuff that I want. <laughs> yeah, they have gotten a lot of stuff. Yes, they did have to wait. You are correct. And I, and I was pretty cordial about that at the beginning but now I'm starting to get a little jealous (laughs) and I've heard all over all over the boards um people like begging for Encanto for their kids that love the movie like what is there for Encanto at the parks what is it and everybody's like uh Dapper Dan's are are doing some uh some songs now (laughs) oh that's exciting but the interesting part about that is Moana uh, is it four or five years old now? I think it was 2016, actually. It might be six years old. Anyway, they're not even finished with that part of Epcot yet, and they're already doing something for this new movie, which I'm grateful for. However, um, give Moana some love. Get get her finished and and set up or yeah. whatever. Is it really that old? I, I'll look it up for you, but I, we just did that thing of... Oh, I'm sure it is. 10 years of Disney music. Brad and I did an um, episode... 
And I'm pretty sure it was 2016. Don't quote me on that. I'm looking it up while you guys keep going. Well, last Monday on March 28th, Splash Mountain had a problem that is not shocking to most of us. One of the logs for this iconic ride began to sink. Oh, <laughs> no. had to be evacuated. I'm sorry. I'm not laughing. I assume no one was hurt. No um, one was hurt. Everyone okay. was laughing. I can laugh a little bit. But, I mean, well, how disconcerting would that be if your boat started to sink? <laughs> the person who did the TikTok video played Titanic music in the background. Oh, oh no. Okay, nah, I, I have to find that. I have got to find that. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> funny. In August of 2020, another Splash Mountain ride vehicle sunk. The video that TikToker Dakota Anglin made shows the log as one of the outside sections of the ride partially submerged in water with its final row completely full. Other logs are stopped in front of it and behind the submerged log. What is going on at Splash Mountain? I mean, well, it's old. Well, at first I thought they said it was the same log as last time. And I'm like, oh. time to retire that log. But that's not what it mm -hmm. said at first. You know, it's just what I, how I read it in my mind. And I'm like, oh, crazy. Yes. Moana will be six years old this year, Brandy. Well, Brad and I were talking about 2012. We can't believe it's been that long since Brave came out. I can because I have a 13 year old and that was the first movie she thought saw in the theater. Oh, that's sweet. And she, even though she's blonde, not redheaded, um, well, she at least was then, um, she loved that there was a Disney princess with crazy curly hair like hers. It's pretty, pretty and, great. Uh, she, and she was obsessed. She had the costume. She did that for Halloween that year at school. She had the quiver with the arrows and the whole thing. She was like really obsessed with archery for like a good year because Aww. of that movie. So I thought that, I thought that was such a great, strong princess movie be my kids very first theater disney movie yes she was um i believe they said it was the first female director mm -hmm. and something else female scriptwriter, i believe was the two That's that really we talked cool. about all right guys this is a rumor hear me now rumor but we all know how that works a lot of times they come true star cadets and galactic heroes alike may have to bid farewell to buzz light years Space Rangers spent. So according to Disney, they think that Lightyear is going to be such a big hit, which probably is going to be, uh, that they are going to convert Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin will be converted into a Lightyear ride. Now, keep in mind, it's been two years since they told us we were going to convert Splash Mountain into the Princess and the Frog. So even if they decide to do this, it may not be immediate. However, they feel like a Lightyear theme would go along better with the realistic aesthetic of Florida's Tomorrowland, which now is going to have Tron. And here's the other rumor, possibly a Wreck-It Ralph attraction that's going to be centered around a video game. Now, I'm not sure where they're putting that. That fits nicely, Wreck-It Ralph. So, a couple of rumors going on in there. We don't know for mm -hmm. sure if they're going to trans for Buzz Lightyear Ranger Spin to a Lightyear movie, I mean ride, and a possible Wreck-It Ralph video game, which I think my son will be ecstatic about, by the way. So your whole Splash Mountain comment really makes me think, like, are they just not gonna do it? Like, did they just decide maybe they're not going to transform it anymore? <laughs> That's what somebody asked me. They asked me, um, did I think that that was just a ploy to sell the stuff i just i can't believe they haven't said anything or done anything yeah they they're just laying low on that one mm -hmm. 
Yeah, because didn't like that people went and bought all that merchandise like craziness and put it on it. eBay and all that stuff. Like I I saw like a picture somewhere somebody had like you know their stroller or whatever just full six of... strollers they were renting. Yeah, yeah, it was awful. Mm. And they hacked it for like twelve times the price on eBay. Yep, and they got it too. So Disney Parks shared a TikTok video for April Fool's Day, another April Fool's joke over here, featuring um, a Stitch plush, and he was holding a roll of toilet paper in front of Cinderella's castle. And the caption says, I-Y-K-Y-K, which stands for, if you know, you know. So this is in reference to the opening day of the now defunct um, Stitch's Great Escape at Magic Kingdom. On November 16th of 2004, Cinderella's castle was covered in toilet paper and graffiti from Stitch to celebrate the new attraction. It really would have been a fun sight to behold if Stitch would have toilet papered the castle. Mm-hmm. That would have been fun, I think. Cute little, cute little tic-tac there. Yeah, that would have been fun. <laughs> a throwback. Right. Now, while Disney keeps telling us that they haven't gone back to 100% of capacity, we definitely have our doubts. Yeah, we do. <laughs> they look busy. We find that interesting because reserving resorts or rescheduling park reservations has been a difficult task. Boy, has it. This week, passholders found out that there is a minimal amount of days that they can reserve to go to the parks with the exception of Epcot. Annual pass holders have no ability to reserve any more spots for the month of April <clears throat> and cast members don't have any dates as well people are asking what's going on why can't we make park reservations what do we think is going on well that whole we're not 100 yeah maybe 99.9 <laughs> just so they can say we're not at 100 percent well actually the comment was we're not near 100 percent yet that's what they said and i'm like we're not i know other parks are fully at 100 percent and they're doing quite well and they're not raising prices. <laughs> we know what park you're talking about. Uh, I know. <laughs> the park that shall not be named. That's what Sarah calls it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, we sell reservations to that park too. It's okay. We can, <laughs> we can cross over sometimes, but yes. Right, right. I don't know. I just think it's crazy, crazy, crazy. And I'm yeah. glad I'm not one of those people trying to get a spot. It's just nuts how, how like booked everything is. Right. And then going there, like I just had clients who said they, the resort they were at, they're like, sorry, we are like at a hundred percent capacity. We have every single room in this resort sold out. And it was at Coronado, which is a small, right? It's a small country. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, seriously, that's a big resort. Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. And they had every single room totally sold out. And I had looked for them that same, I I had been looking for like six months. They wanted contemporary and that it was sold out for those dates for six months in advance. And I looked so many times for spring break. I mean, technically uh, it was spring break, but normally things will just like mean something will pop open. Right. Somebody will cancel. I mean, I, I go back to my very first trip that I booked for spring break and I believe we booked it in November, you know, for April. I booked my first trip the month before, and it yeah. was a spring break trip. Wow. First trip that I booked, I want to say it was the end of August, and that was when we had three weeks still in October for break when we were still on cycles. 
um, or year round school, however you want to call it. And I booked at the end of August. Then the next year I started, I was just playing around because you know how you do once you go, it's like a drug, you got to go back. And Mm -hmm. so um, I was looking, thank goodness, ahead of time because that year they had us book for December or October in May. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And then the next year it was in February and I told Nick, what is going on? And ever since then, it's been like that. Like it's just boom, boom, boom. But this is almost crazy. I'm just wondering if it's the 50th. I think it's just people catching up on their all of their canceled trips too. Yeah. People who didn't go in 2020 and people who didn't even go in 2021 because they were still, you know, cautious and hesitant to travel. And all of those trips that got pushed and rescheduled, now people are, they're ready to travel. Right. Yeah, so I, I think that has a lot to do with it. The rebooking and the cancellations, people that were planning on going for the 50th anyway, just a combination of a lot of things. And I think some of it too is people who went on a trip and then they did something like removed a mask mandate and you're like, well, now I want to go without the mask mandate. Oh, and true. then you go on a trip and then it's, oh, and now there's character meet and greets. I want to <laughs> go with it. And so you're rebooking <laughs> <laughs> just be sure to call us we'll have you right. happy to help yeah absolutely yes. well if you're more of a cruiser disney cruise line is extending the final payment deadline to 30 days prior to sailing for more disney magic sailings as well as relaxing the cancellation fee schedule of these sailings as they wait for clarification on the requirements to visit certain ports the adjusted cancellation policy for unrestricted stateroom categories other than suite and concierge staterooms will be no fee for cancellations 30 days or more before the sale date, 75% of vacation price for guests from 29 to 15 days before, and 100% of vacation price per guest 14 days or less before. For suite and concierge staterooms, the fee 30 days or more before the sale date will be the deposit per guest. For 29 days or less, it will be 100% of vacation price per guest. Categories with restrictions include reservations for inside, outside, or veranda categories with restrictions remain non-refundable and non-transferable. Ouch. <laughs> well, I probably couldn't afford my own veranda anyway if I went, so... Um, <laughs> that's a nice dream. But um, that's interesting that that's what's... I mean, that that's where they draw the line. Like, well, if you have a veranda... <laughs> You're penalized. <laughs> That's just kind of, I don't know. Um, But I feel like most of the Southern Caribbean is open. Um, uh, My work colleague of mine was just there on another cruise line, and she had an amazing time. Went to all the ports, you know, laid on the beach, did all the things. No issue, so. Well, if you're comfortable cruising and you have a passport, I say cruise. Because all Mm -hmm. the vlogs I'm watching, they're still not even three-fourths full on the well, no. one of the cruises that no. one of the bloggers was on 800 people was all that was on that cruise oh my gosh on a floating city yeah love it most <laughs> of the time he was walking through the boat he never saw anybody but a staff member it was crazy uh, a friend of mine just did that too yeah my last cruise i was on it was like you saw the same people over and over again it was so nice not to go into the main areas and bump into hundreds of people and it's just like oh hey so-and-so you know you see the same people and it's, it's so nice and so free or, or like open you know it didn't feel like crowded and it was so enjoyable had so much fun my friend got so many 
pictures with Disney characters. And it wasn't like, I mean, every time that he'd get pictures with the characters, there was like nobody else around waiting to get any pictures. It was just like him walking up and being like, hey, I'm just hanging out with some other princesses right now. And I'm gonna take some pictures. And then, I mean, it was just nuts to see. There was nobody there. Can't even imagine. I know. I was very jealous. <laughs> I mean, we've only been on a couple cruises, but I don't remember ever feeling like I was claustrophobic, like, you know, sometimes you do at Christmas at Disney. But at the same time, I look at what they're doing right now and I'm like, this, that could be nice. You wouldn't have to get up at six o'clock in the morning to reserve yourself a little lounge chair by the pool. Right. And just the crazy, I remember the first day that we went out at 8.30 and they were all taken and we were like, what? Oh yeah, people set their alarms and get put there. And you're like, wow, I didn't know this was a thing. Now I know. So I have to give, I know we don't talk a lot about food anymore, but I'm sorry, Gideon's needs oh. some, yeah. If anybody knows anybody going in April, I will pay them for this cookie. I will give them $10 <laughs> if they give me a $6 cookie. It's toasted coconut caramel chocolate chip cookie. That's the April cookie of the month. Oh. And um, I said that this cookie makes me want to fly to Orlando, visit Disney Springs, and then come back. I know that's not even possible, but you know. And the menu month this month is the summoning song of Lydia Loved Lovecraft. If you know that every month they have a special character and uh, featuring the character of Lydia playing the liar and surrounded by ghosts. The caramel cookie is moist and perfectly baked. The caramel flavoring is not overwhelming and it's coated in chocolate and coconut chips. They did say that the coconut chips tend to fall off when you're biting it, but I'm sure you could just pick those up and eat them. They do. I don't see there's a problem there. But like many Gideon's Bakehouse cookies, it's also sprinkled with sea salt, which cuts down on the sweetness. I always wondered how they, they're sweet, but not too sweet. Um, and then they're suggesting that you pair it with the salted caramel cold brew. So Ooh. if you know anybody going in April, that sounds good. I'll take the salted caramel cold brew. I know. I'm not a fan of coconut. Oh, I'm sorry. But caramel, mmm, yum. We I did a bad thing when we were gone in Myrtle Beach, and well, I mean, it wasn't horrible, but we went into Ben and Jerry's, and I tried seven layer coconut chocolate bars. Let me just tell you, if you have the opportunity to eat that and you like almond joy, you're set, because it was amazing. So the Hoop-de-Doo review is coming back, y'all. Originally, rumors were flying that this Disney World staple show wasn't going to be returning. Thank goodness those rumors were wrong. This awesome dinner and show combination is at Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground. Reservations can start being made on May 26th of 2022. And at the first dinner, and the first dinner and show is going to be on June 23rd. Pioneer Hall players will be coming back as the cast of the show, and there will be a script and scenery update. If we get any more information, of course, we'll let you know. Vicki, you've gone to this, haven't you? I have not. You haven't? No. Okay. So I booked it, and it was Christmas 2019, and we were exhausted, and we thought, We'll do this another time and then they closed down for the pandemic in march of 2020 and then they said it wasn't coming back and kaylee just looked at me like we should have gone we should have gone and then they said it wasn't coming back and kaylee's just like we missed our opportunity well i told her it was coming back so that means october we gotta go i know yeah he's looking at me <laughs> book it mom book it well you can start booking that well 60 days out. i mean 
I was going to say, you could start booking May 26th, but no, that's for people <laughs> 60 days before. <laughs> I'm ready. I got it on the calendar already. Yay. Now, beginning April 1st, Dizzy Cruises ended social distancing and self-serve buffets return to cruises. Dizzy Cruise Line will be using a phase approach as it brings the cruises back to normalcy. Face coverings will be optional in most places. The ship, including the Walt Disney Theater, Port Adventures will return to normal where possible. Sail Away Party and Pirate Nights continue to be on pause at this time. Protocols for sailings from Canadian and European ports may vary and will be communicated at a later time. Health and safety measures on each ship or fleet-wide may change at any time without notice. I think that's kind of the standard though. Don't you think for everybody that they can, especially with the ships, they can just change on a moment's notice? Yeah. I think that one they just really want to drill in because they're just letting you know, like guys, this is a very fluid thing. Things are changing constantly, so please keep that in mind. Well, especially since I haven't heard too much, like I, I haven't heard that it's come over from China yet, but you know, um, they shut down um, Shanghai. And so they're still closed to my knowledge. They have not reopened from that virus. They were getting 1500 new cases a day. And so oh, yeah. um, we're still, we still don't know that we're still trying to figure this whole thing out. So just be flexible. If you want to go, obviously you're going to be on a not empty ship because we know that. So I, I would wear a mask if it meant I could be on a pretty empty ship. They'll let you take them off on, out in the open, like on the deck. Oh yeah. Just a thought. Well, Disney service celebrations are a time-honored tradition for cast members, Imagineers, and employees around the globe marking milestone service anniversaries. It hasn't happened for the past two years. Of course, we know why. <laughs> Over at California Adventure, there was so much to celebrate for the past two years that Disney celebrated for two nights. There was a red carpet along Buena Vista Street as fellow cast members and executive hosts cheered them on. Those with 40 years or more of service enjoyed an exclusive reception at Carthay Circle Restaurant hosted by Disneyland Resort President King Patrock. Following their special welcome, honorees enjoyed festive food and beverages, including special selections from the Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival. That, oh man, that'd be amazing. Yep. Plus many attractions throughout much of the park. Entertainment included a live band, multiple DJs, a dueling piano show, and of course, your favorite Disney characters. 40 years at Disney. Can you imagine? That'd be awesome. I mean... More magical than 40 years of teaching, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> or 40 years at any job, period. Yeah. <laughs> Not mm -hmm. sure I'm lasting 40 years, just that we're all clear. Don't think that's going to happen. I don't think many people do. <laughs> well, there was a lady. Oh, the lady that came in my room to do the little service, you know, from Compass, where they come and talk about hot and cold and how to deal with your okay, anger yeah. or whatever. She's like... Been, I used to be a teacher. I was a teacher for 41 years. And I looked at her like, and you're still standing. I was just like, <laughs> oh, it was crazy. She was so funny. Wow. So this is great news. Yay. And I know Steph likes Animal Kingdom like I do. So rehearsals are now happening for Finding Nemo Beyond the Blue. This is the newer version of the Finding Nemo, the musical show. And it is set to return 2022. Now, we don't know an exact date yet, but we do know that they started their rehearsals on March 22nd, which makes me think that it's not too far away because they said that they're going to be rehearsing for the next couple months. That makes me think that it could also open Memorial Day weekend because, you know, they're famous for opening things Memorial Day weekend. That's just a Disney thing. Um, the new show will be set in the timeline of Finding Dory. 
and fan favorite songs from Finding Nemo the Musical will return in the big blue world and go with the flow. If you didn't hear those, they're amazing. When you take a seat in the theater, you'll find yourself at the Marine Life Institute. As the show begins, we catch up with the fish from Dr. P. Sherman's office in the Finding Nemo movie who have made their way across the ocean to California. I guess somebody popped their bags, by the way, too. They tell the story of Nemo and how they all got there. And the original Finding Nemo, the musical, which debuted in 2007 at Disney's Animal Kingdom, has not reopened since the park resumed operation in mid-2020. But I am looking so forward to the show. I just love, 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 love the other one. So I'm hoping that they don't disappoint me with this one. I get so excited every time I find out a show is opening because just knowing the person performers i know how desperately the cast members that are performers that are singers and dancers they don't want to be stocking merchandise dancers got to dance and singers got to sing and they want to be on that stage bringing that sort of joy that they're there to bring so it just makes my heart so happy when i find out a show is coming back it's just so amazing super excited yay yeah speaking of things coming back I'm going to talk to you about Whispering Canyon Cafe at Wilderness Lodge. If you haven't been there, you are for real missing out. I went this last time around. It is amazing food and they're just funny. So it's a really great restaurant to bring kids to and everything else. So they have like a Western kind of outdoorsy feel being over there at Wilderness Lodge. Um, But it's also just laid back. I wasn't worried that my kids were going to be too loud or anything. Everything was just very welcoming and silly. Um, The food that I was talking about how amazing it is, it's these all-you-can-eat skillets. One for breakfast. They've got like a meat one for lunch. They have so much food. They serve it in those cast iron skillets, yeah. Yes. Oh, they're so good. Um, So it's also excellent food. Whispering Canyon Cafe, it of course reopened prior to this month, but the antics at the restaurant have been missing since March, 2020, but now they're back. So if you order ketchup or if you're on your phone when the server arrives, there's little surprises that um, (laughs) you might be faced with. And they also have these stick pony races that are a fun event that sometimes take place at the restaurant, as well as other funny ways to take your leftovers home with you. Um, I know when we were there, they just did things like, if you ask for napkins, they're gonna throw them at you. And um, they're like, what do you want? And they're just, this is just kind of silly. So now they're just ramping it up a little more. So if you wanna be entertained while you eat, Please try this restaurant. You're going to love it. And then after you're done eating, be sure to take a look around Wilderness Lodge because it's also amazing and beautiful and it's it's breathtaking. You will enjoy it. They have amazing rocking chairs. You could just take a little rock yeah. for a while. The indoor like little bridge. Yeah, the creek creek runs through the, the um, lobby. I almost said the over the creek. <laughs> <laughs> nope, that's not my accent. I do not say creek. I say creek. <laughs> But it was funny. I know. What's <laughs> like? Where are you from? <laughs> uh, there are people who say that. I don't. Where are they from? About my husband's family, Georgia. <laughs> Parts of uh, Southwest Ohio as well. Okay. <laughs> well, not me. <laughs> this is just a mistake. Stephanie went fishing, fishing in the creek. <laughs> oh boy. Well, the Connections Cafe released its menu for the new quick service restaurant at Epcot. The quick service restaurant offers dishes inspired by Italian, French, and Asian cuisines with a single menu for lunch and dinner 
Mobile order will also be available. The restaurant will have burgers, chicken, pizza, salad, kids meals, dessert waffles, shakes, beer, wine, and specialty cocktails. A 160-foot mural is being painted at the Connections Cafe. It is called Global Gathering. It's a celebration of various food and beverage staples from around the world, and we are all connected by enjoying a meal together. The mural highlights eight distinct regions of the globe. This vibrant installation depicts people cultivating or gathering around food, such as potatoes from the Andes Mountains in Peru or black pepper from the Malabar coast of India. The piece evolves from sunrise in the east to sunset in the west across the full span of the eatery, culminating in one of the largest art installations Imagineering has created. That sounds interesting. Hmm. What I saw of it was beautiful. Yeah, that sounds cool. I would, you know, wouldn't you like to say I painted that 160 foot mural? Right. That would be neat. Where exactly is this in Epcot? So you, to the, when you go in on the left hand side of where the orb is, uh-huh. um, on the left side, left hand side where they used to have one of the innovation inventions or innovations or whatever uh-huh. places, and then the old, oh, and then the, the other side of, of my favorite is where Mouse Gears. Oh, okay. So they redid that. So Connections Cafe is that whole area that used to be Innoventions, the creation shop. Okay. But they're really, they have these huge, like, roof to, to floor, or to ground, I guess, uh, windows, which just make it seem more open. And I think that's why the store seems more, more open. I loved Mouse Gears, but I can see what they were talking about. They went, went for an aesthetic feel kind of thing, so it made it look a lot, or feel a lot bigger when there's people in there and stuff. So they're right by each other. And in between them is the Coca-Cola store where you can drink your cups of Beverly when you need a good drink. <laughs> I think I'm not even going to recognize Epcot when I get back. Like all this construction and everything, I'm going to be lost. Um, we wouldn't let you get lost. Aw, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't care if I was lost at Disney. I'd be like, whatever. This is true. There's no such thing as lost at Disney. But you're just exploring. It'll be the wine and food, our food and wine festival when you're there. Get lost. Get lost. <laughs> Heck yeah. Well, and speaking of that, um, Epcot's 2022 food and wine dates were announced this week. The festival will start July 14th, 2022 and run through November 19th, 2022. This is incredible that I'm going to be there for this, Um, which is the same length as the festival was last year. Um, More than 25 global marketplaces will be located throughout Epcot. Returning favorites will include the Swanky Saucy Swine, Appleseed Orchard Hops and Barley, Earth Eats, hosted by Impossible, and Shimmering Sips, hosted by Corksicle. Disney has not released many details, but we do also know that the Remy's Ratatouille Hide and Squeak Scavenger Hunt also returns along with Emile's Fromage Montage. Such fun names. I know. You did a great job. I would have got (laughs) tongue-tied. I I would have been the worst. Swanky, saucy swine. When you started with that, I was like, ooh, that was strong. Good job. I remember Appleseed Orchard and I remember Shimmering Sips from last year because I'm pretty sure that is where Kaylee got the amazing banana bread and they had a blueberry compote that they put over the top with homemade whipped topping. Yum. Epcot during festival is just, I mean, don't make a dinner reservation. Just don't yeah, bother. Like, Do not. <laughs> I mean, unless you're literally going for the experience, unless it's like, you know, um, Space 220 or, you know, 
something right. it, if it's just for the experience and maybe you're just gonna go have drinks and an appetizer or something but I do not do not plan on trying to get your money's worth out of any sort of prepaid anything <laughs> if you're there at festival time that is sad though because Epcot has some of the most amazing restaurants on property True. and then you have to miss out but you have to pick and choose pick and choose well, thank you guys for joining us. If you are interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, you can email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com or text us at 636-395-0544. If you'd like to book a trip or you just want a free quote, you can text us, Chris, Brandy, Stephanie, or myself, Vicki, at 636-395-0544. You can also email us at yourstorytravel.com. Just a reminder that a $200 deposit We'll hold your resort and ticket package reservation. And be sure to listen to Friday's show. Vicki will be talking to um, colleague and friend Miranda and her husband, Zach, about their March Disney World trip. You aren't going to miss it. As always, thank you for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your years, the Mousecapades podcast. Well, everybody, I think it's about that time. Disney love. And of course, be with you. Farewell, foolish mortals. Have a magical day, my friends.